0: I sat down with Marine Latandra, a certified life coach who I've known for a very long time. Years ago, I was fortunate enough to participate in a women's circle she led that was focused on stepping into your truth. Many times I found myself retrieving and using this knowledge to help me move through challenging times in life. This was ever more present after my son was diagnosed with leukemia. My conversation with Maureen covers a wide variety of topics. We speak about the five primal emotions. We talk about going back to basics with breathwork. We explore and learn about the five love languages and how using that information can be helpful when needing support from others. Maureen teaches us four questions to ask ourselves to help us slow down when things feel out of control. All of these things are ways that have personally helped me navigate through all the emotions triggered by my son's diagnosis and treatment. Some things may resonate with you and others will not, and that's okay. Take what serves you and let us know your takeaways.
1: All right, so welcome back, everyone, to the All Mama Care Podcast. I am super excited to have Maureen Latandra on the mic with us tonight. So um, before we start talking about um, all this great stuff, um, I just want to start off by saying that um, everybody approaches grief differently. Every relationship
0: is different and every child
1: is unique and everyone's style of working through grief and the hard emotions are really intimate and they're really personal. And they may change from day to day, or hour to hour, or minute to minute. So, the things that Maureen and I are going to be talking about tonight are things that have worked well for me in the past, or other things that are suggestions. So, please um, take this information for what you know is going to be helpful to you, and there might be things that are not helpful to you. So, kind of pick and choose, you know, what's right for you. Um, So, again, Maureen, I'm so thankful that we finally synced our schedules and Mm -hmm. technology is working. And um, I'm just going to turn the mic over to you. And if you could
0: just, first off, introduce yourself and tell us how you got in the
1: life coaching um, space. Sure. So I got into life coaching over a decade ago now, and I actually got there just by following my Heart, really, I had been in corporate America for a very long time, and you know when I was younger, I had this really sharp intuition and um I got into my profession and I remember the first time of my boss asked me to write a program, and I did. He said to me, "Well, you know how am I going to know it works?" and I said, "Well, because I'm telling you I mean, I just knew, and of course that doesn't fly in business, so it was a good lesson to learn. but what happened in the process as I grew in my career was I lost touch with my with myself with who I was supposed to be and I just figured all that out not all that long ago um, and so when I had enough I changed my career went back to school and I worked with a coach and for um, a, a career career coach And know he helped me to realize that um, when I could drop all the masks that I had put on and what I could really figure out what I always loved to do and found a way to earn some money for my to support myself it would be not like work and he was right um it didn't happen overnight um I just happened one step at a time and also around that same time I had a horrible tragedy in my own life where um my significant other um, lost his life working on our property. And with a lot of support, I realized that grief, um, if you grieve well, you live well. And I was fortunate to have so much love and support around me. And through that process, I found mindfulness and started to become a life and mindfulness coach at that time. And it really, it really helped me not just to survive, but to thrive. I'm a different person now. Um, a happier person, a better person than I once was, not that I was a bad person, but I know my truth now. And I'm living my truth now. And I think it's really important for, it was really important for me to understand that I heard it from other people for a long time. Mm. Um, but until I lived it, of course, I didn't really know. So, um, I've done a lot of grief work. And I think it's some of the most important work that we do. And I'm so honored that Jackie asked me to participate in this dialogue tonight um, because it is my passion and and my purpose to share what I've learned with others so that they too can find their way.
0: Oh, wow. Thanks so much, Maureen, because, you know, as you're speaking right now, I'm nodding my head and I'm (laughs) agreeing with you because You know, a lot of our listeners are walking through grief right now and Mm -hmm. grief is not something that you can just put in a box and just stuff it away. It comes up at random times when you Mm -hmm. least expect it and the emotions Within grief, very greatly. Yeah, they, they're happy, sad, anger, frustration, um, a whole bunch of stuff at the Mm -hmm. same time sometimes. Um, so I really appreciate, you know, Maureen, you you, right off the bat sharing your personal story because, Mm -hmm. like you've said, you've been in very, um, tough times. And so this sounds, it's, it's very personal. Um, the work that you do, it's personal.
1: It is very personal. And, you know, I had a lot of people holding my hand and teaching me and challenging me along the way. Um, And so I really believe what you get, you need to give back. Um, So I, I have great empathy for all of you moms and dads and aunts and uncles and friends and supporting you going through what you're going through right now. And I want you to know that you will come through it in your way, taking everything that you hear and that you learn, all the help you get, and making it your own, doing it your way. And on your really own
0: important. timeline, too. And on your
1: own timeline. You know, grief, the body is wonderful, the mind is wonderful, because the reason grief comes in unexpected ways is because we have a process within us, in our minds, that only give us as much as we can take at a time. And I know sometimes it feels like You you can't take what you have. And so allowing yourself to really experience grief, really feel the emotion, really helps to release. It's like, you know, as human beings, we never want to feel pain. So we avoid it. We distract ourselves. We feel weak if we cry. We have every excuse in the world not to feel our feelings. And it's the only way that we can heal is to feel our feelings to learn how to understand them and to be accepting of them because by accepting it and feeling it, it works through you. It doesn't get stuck inside you. It's challenging work.
0: Yeah. And it's hard work. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of energy. And Mm -hmm. there are some days where you do, you have to put it in a box and you have to, you know, put it on Mm -hmm. the shelf in order to get through the day. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Um, I experienced that this week. I was a mess. And Mm -hmm. I had to just be completely in it and, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of go through it and cry and just let it go and then be able to, you know, when I felt appropriate just okay, I need to pick myself up and, and just take a baby step, get a good cup of coffee mm-hmm. and start again. Um and
1: that's all you can do. And that's start all you can again. do. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for us, particularly women, men also, but particularly women because just the way we're wired. When especially about our children, right? I mean that's your children are everything. And so it's so easy. For us to go into judgment about what we feel and what we think. I can't strike, cry. I have to be strong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our biggest strength as human beings is to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But we weren't, most of us aren't taught that. Being vulnerable first to yourself, allowing yourself to feel your humanness. We're all human. We all have the same needs. You know, there's five primal emotions that humans have. There's a lot of feelings and um, other emotions but there's five major primary emotions they are joy love fear anger and sadness when you feel joy you don't question it when you feel love you don't question it but when we feel fear anger or sadness we not only question it we judge it which starts us in a downward spiral because we're not taking care of ourselves we're not allowing ourselves to be human we're expecting ourselves to be superhuman.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a really good point because it kind of leads me into one of the topics that I wanted to talk about tonight is um, being able to care for yourself and Mm -hmm. the difference between self-care and selfishness. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: really um, taking that time or really, you know, stepping into whatever emotion you're feeling. And like you said, Maureen, completely feeling it. But then part of the self-care is just acknowledging the certain emotion that you're feeling. And and it's funny Mm -hmm. because sometimes, and I've experienced this, Where you're in a crazy state and it's very hard to put a finger on what the exact emotion is because either you could be feeling multiple emotions at one time Mm -hmm. or in my experience, Mm -hmm. experiencing so much anxiety that I don't know, I didn't know at the time that it was anxiety. Mm -hmm. I thought I was, my body was just, you know. Running at a million miles a minute. I I could at the time in my head, I couldn't figure out, oh, this is a trigger. This is anxiety. Mm -hmm. So being able to step into first naming the emotion. And that's one of the things, Maureen, that I hold to this day. One of the things through your women's workshop that I attended oh. in in really understanding and it's so simple right it's so simple mm-hmm. but when you're in crisis mode and not being able to first identify how you're feeling is really hard because we teach that to our kids you know it's are you happy are you sad but as an adult sometimes I feel
1: like we forget that we do forget that but you know why most of us, we're taught it. You know, we're taught what happiness is, what sadness is, but we've also heard things like, I'll give you something to cry for. Don't cry. You, there's nothing to cry about. Never let them see you sweat.
0: And almost in that way, it's like minimizing the emotion that Absolutely, is within you. And it's Jackie. masking it. And Absolutely. it's not allowing you to c- completely step into that emotion that you're feeling. And it's funny, Maureen, that you bring mm-hmm. this up because I, I'm actually going through a grief recovery program right now, um, and it's that is a whole other podcast because it is just so eye-opening because I feel as though in our culture, we're not taught how to grieve. It's not something that is talked about mm-hmm. all the time. It's very Correct. uncomfortable.
1: Correct. You know, breathing has... Uh, grieving, excuse, excuse me. Grieving.
0: Breathing and grieving. Breathing,
1: grieving. <laughs> Breathing is hard sometimes when you're breathing. It is. And, and actually, when we're talking about breathing, let me just say this, and then I want to come back to something mm-hmm. Breathing is our biggest tool that we have. The breath, think about the breath. It's life. We don't think about breathing on a regular basis. It's an involuntary reaction that we have. We don't think about breathing. But the oxygen that we take into our body allows our body to perform what it needs to perform. And if we don't take in enough oxygen, the blood doesn't get to our brain. It doesn't get to the organs. And so in this country, we're shallow breathers. Mostly if you watch people breathe, you see their shoulders go up. You see their chest rise. But a full breath starts at the bottom of your belly. And it blows up like a balloon until it reaches your clavicle. And then you hold it for a few seconds. And then you slowly exhale it through the back of your throat, very slowly. And that's the first step of what's called the relax- relaxation response. And what the breath does is it creates a pause between a stimulus and our reaction to it. So we have these egos that we're born with. And the ego's only job is to keep us alive. You know, when we were cavemen, what did we do every day? We were not fought for food. The caveman did that. The cavewoman stayed and did everything else, right? That's the basis of our, our, the foundation of our brains. It still works that way. But we don't, we're not, our lives aren't threatened every day. We don't need it to be that sensitive, mm-hmm. but it is. So the thing that can slow it down and give us space between stimulus and reaction is the breath. For anyone who takes yoga, you know how to do a yoga breath. But it's inhaling and expanding your lungs all the way and then slowly exhaling so you get rid of all the carbon dioxide. That gives you pause so you can stop for a minute to understand what's happening right now.
0: And be able to somehow start to slow down that racing mind and, like you said, deliver more oxygen to your brain so that you... Mm -hmm. You know, and as you're saying this, Maureen, my mind is racing again back to when we got the prognosis for Ollie.
1: Mm, Sure.
0: Not even the diagnosis, but the prognosis. And it was the fight or flight. And absolutely. I just was kicked into high gear. I feel like Mm -hmm. I was just shot to the ends of the universe and back. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, you know, as you're saying this, my my heart is beating again because that is, that's the fight or flight, you know, survival um, yes. that just kicks in. And when you had mentioned belly breathing, I mean, think about babies, you know, yes. babies always breathe from their belly first. You'll mm-hmm. see their belly go up and down mm-hmm. and, and, husband, and to be able to put a name to that emotion and then launch yourself into, um, understanding how you need to be cared for or what, you know, people always say, like, what can I do? Tell me what I can do. But at the time you don't know. I mean, it's great, you know, having the GoFundMe page and that is helping financially and things like that. But um, one of the focuses that I wanted to talk about with you is just zeroing in on our love languages and talking about like, understanding how we like to receive love. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's this thing called the five love languages. If anybody Mm -hmm. hasn't heard about them. Um, and my husband and I both took the quiz and we figured out that I'm words of affirmation. I like to receive love through words of affirmation Mm -hmm. and Ryan likes to receive love by quality time. Um, So, yeah, so Ryan and I both have different love languages and just being able to understand what type of love he wants to receive or how I want to receive Mm -hmm. love to feel supported, Mm -hmm. especially through this hard season in our life, Mm -hmm. has been really instrumental in making sure that we are supporting each other. Mm. Um, So. Really briefly, I just wanted to talk about those five love languages. Um, And later when we post this podcast, I'll post the um, quiz link so our Mm -hmm. listeners can log in and they can take the quiz too. But there are five love love languages. Um, They are words of affirmation. So um, telling someone you know I really appreciate you or thank you so much for doing this the second is physical touch so non-verbal um, body languages or hugging or cuddling uh, the third one is receiving gifts so thoughtfulness of uh, receiving gifts or gestures of gratitude The fourth is quality time. So like I said, um, Ryan actually wanted me to watch Star Wars with him and that was what he wanted. And I said, great. And I didn't fall asleep on the couch. So that was good. So that was a double bonus. But that means a lot to him. And then the last one is acts of service. So um, making breakfast for someone or going out of your way to help out, you know, with an errand or chores Um, And just being able to understand your own love language and then your spouse or your friend that may be going through a tough time or even not even a tough time, like they want to celebrate something. Um, Mm -hmm. I found these to be really helpful. And um, Maureen, I know you actually just took the quiz too.
1: Is that right? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. And um, I want to say, you know, this is a great tool. Because when you're grieving, you know, your friends, your family members, everybody around you wants to help you. But people don't necessarily need to know how to help in a healthy way. And they and they have they're invested in you because they love you for whatever their connection is to you. They want you to be happy. But there's a particular way that each one of us individually needs to be cared for and we can't expect people to read our minds. so it's really important for us to get in touch with this and this is a great tool and um i'd like to mention another tool that would help even maybe prior to taking the love language quiz go right ahead and this is called the four questions and Mm -hmm. it has to do with what we were talking about earlier around taking that pause stepping back and jackie you articulated very nicely how you know when you're in a state That whether it's anxiety or panic or fear or confusion or anger or sadness, you can't always figure it out Mm -hmm. because you're too much in your head, uh, in your head, um, analyzing it or stuck in the emotion because Mm -hmm. you're resisting it. So there's four questions that help with this process of slowing down. The first question is what is happening. So when you feel yourself maybe getting out of control, maybe feeling a little panicky, lost, not knowing what to do, a good way to start, as you said, Bruce, is take a breath. That creates the pause. And then ask yourself the question, what is happening? Rather than just reacting to whatever you're feeling. But what is actually happening? What are the facts? You know, it may be, you know, something unexpected happened today. I wasn't expecting that. And on top of that, I didn't sleep well. And and there's they're vast and many, but if you take that breath, slow down, ask that question, what is happening? You'll get information. It's data gathering. It takes you away from the emotion. So you're not stuck in it. The second question is, can I make space? Can I just be with it, settle into it, lean into it so that I can make space to work on it?
0: And, and, that's, and a, then the qu- that's a good point. Oh, sorry. sorry for interrupting, but no, as, as you're saying this, I'm, you know, I'm in my mind. Um, creating an example. For example, um, you know, um, our, our son had to have a blood transfusion because of his, um, blood counts are really low. Mm-hmm. We didn't expect a fever. So uh, as you're yeah. saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I'm trying to relate it to the treatment sure. side. And of course, every child and mm-hmm. every person going through grief mm-hmm. and, and di- different, different circumstances are very unique. But in my circumstance. You know, again, Maureen, I put this into action because acknowledging, oh, he has a fever. Okay, mm-hmm. what's the next step? And, and really, mm-hmm. you know, not getting heightened, but really trying to separate the emotion from the logic.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's
0: Important. very hard to do. <laughs>
1: it's very hard. And that's why we need to teach people how to help mm-hmm. us.
0: So continue. I'm so, sorry I interrupted. Then, no, continue. not
1: be sorry because, you know... I think it helps your listeners and they may be thinking of their own situations mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the third question is, can I be compassionate? First with myself. And I understand I'm a human being. I've got a lot in my plate right now. Mm-hmm. My child's sick. We're trying to deal with this. Maybe you're still working. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what people have so much going on in their lives. Can I be compassionate with myself? If, if you had a friend telling you these things, I'm sure you would take a moment to, to be compassionate with them. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. But can you do it for yourself? Because if you can be compassionate with yourself, then you can be compassionate with the people around you and compassionate with those around you who you're, you're caring for. But this is what we call self-care, not selfishness. Taking the time for yourself is self-care because everybody around you benefits from it. And then the last question is, what is wanting to happen next? Not what do I have to do? What does somebody else have to do? What needs to happen? What's wanting to happen? Now, that question is designed to get you inside to your, inside yourself, your intuition. We all have the answers we need inside of us, but we've got all this baggage on top of our soul. So we need to be in a quiet space to hear, hear our, our truth. Trust your intuition.
0: You took the words right out of my mouth because, yeah. uh, as parents, you know, or caregivers, you, you know in your gut what the right next step is. Or even Mm -hmm. if you don't, you know that you need to go and ask an oncologist. Mm -hmm. You need to go get the information somehow. Mm -hmm. And part of that is being really confident that you know your child and you know, yes. I am an advocate and I know what is best and I know what I need to do. I know, you know, what's going to help my child through this too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's hard to step into that confidence when you're not ready to acknowledge that self, you know, love or, or that step number two that you were talking about is, is mm-hmm. understanding What's happening in that moment? yes, mm-hmm.
1: and I think the love languages you know when you when you publish the the chart and the link and all um one of the things the love love languages does is it tells you um you know for each language how how to communicate what actions to take, what things to avoid, so you know yourself but but your partner or your spouse or you know wh- whoever you kind of support will also know. It informs them of how they can be most supportive of you.
0: You're almost doing them a service because Absolutely. it's not a guessing game. It's very clear. And I, from personal experience, I've used this tool so much throughout the whole diagnosis, and Mm -hmm. it's been wonderful because I've received Mm -hmm. that support in the way that I needed it almost Mm -hmm. instantaneously. Beautiful, Mm Jackie,
1: just beautiful, because that's how it works. You know, um, the people who want to help, we want want to help us, they're likely to say things, well, you should do this, or you shouldn't do that, or if I were you, I would do this, but when you're talking to someone, you might not be wanting advice, you just might want to be have somebody listen to you, really hear you, not just listen to your words, but understand the meaning that you are expressing, the feelings that you're expressing, the way that you need to be held, either physically or in holding space for you. You know, in mindfulness, we talk about something called clean communication, which is using few words and being very specific. So even with your spouse and your partner, the people you work day to day, and that's why the love languages chart really helps. But if somebody knows that physical touch is important to you, or you know that what you need right now is a hug, when you talk to them, set your boundary and say, I have something I want to talk about, but I, I really am not looking for any advice. I'd really like to just, just express what I'm feeling, and I'd like you to just really listen and hug me. Mm. Ask for your, what you want. People will be more than happy to give it to you. But the people who are saying things that aren't helpful, it's not because they're trying to not help. It's not that they're trying to make you uncomfortable. They just don't know how. They want to help and they just don't know how. So when we can slow ourselves down, when we can breathe, when we can take the pause, when we can ask the questions, what's happening? Can I make space for it? Can I be compassionate? And what's wanting to happen? okay to be vulnerable. Because you know what? If you trust yourself and also if you believe in a higher power, whatever you call that, it doesn't matter trust that higher power and everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen. You will be okay.
0: We'll be right back. With the election coming up, everyone should be voting. Are you registered to vote? Headcount is a nonpartisan organization that works with the music and entertainment industry to get fans to vote. To update or check out your voter status, head over to headcount.org where you'll find all the information you need to be ready for election day. You can also request an absentee ballot, get info on early voting, find your polling place, or see what's on your ballot. Register to vote at headcount.org.
1: But, you know, we don't necessarily know what's right for us in the long run. But if we trust the energy source that's bigger than us, If we trust our own intuition, then we start to become more confident that whatever happens today is all that's important because tomorrow will take care of itself. Being in the present moment, not getting the what ifs, and and it's very challenging, Mm -hmm. but these are just some tools that, you know, you can have in the back of your mind
0: that... I just keep always going back to Maureen from you know the women's group mm-hmm. and all the coaching that I've done with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is my favorite quote because every time I think of it I literally hear your voice so loud in my mind <laughs> <laughs> um that thank you
1: the people think they do around you about you or to you is none of your business.
0: There we go. Exactly. It's
1: all about them. Their filters, their experience, their projections. Their fears. And they project it onto you. Their fears, their anxieties.
0: And that ties in perfectly with the topic that we're talking about, like grief right now. Mm-hmm. And it's very uncomfortable. It's not something that we're taught we're not taught how to no. support others. And so the topic that we're talking about tonight is really being, like you said, clear, clear minded very Mm -hmm. direct and not in a way that is very, um, kind of in your face, but setting the boundaries and being completely clear with this Mm -hmm. is how I need support right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. I would like a dinner. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love some gift cards for me Mm -hmm. right now. I need some time. Mm. Time is the most precious thing where I want to work on the podcast or I I really, you know, I need mm-hmm. to just go get a coffee and drive in the car.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that mm-hmm. time for me is really important. So, there you go. Being able Perfect. to to push away, you know, oh, well, you should be doing this and um, you know, other people's opinions, they have no business in your mind. And no. that that goes with that goes with, you know, other people's opinions about you or your family. Oh, or the yes, choices that's that you are making for your child mm-hmm. and your child's treatment. Mm-hmm. Whatever anybody else is thinking, that's none of your business because that will cloud your confidence and it will make you second guess because exactly. you are the parent and you know what's best.
1: What's what's best for your child. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other side of this is it takes courage to do this. You know, it's easy for, for people to hear all kinds of recommendations of how to do things. And even in this conversation tonight, um, grief is such a personal topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Jackie said at the beginning of the podcast, take what lands for you, yeah. take what means something to you and, and just leave the rest behind because that's not important for you. And you can also take that with you in terms of when you're talking to other people to just leave behind what you don't own. You don't own their opinions and you don't have to agree with them. You don't even have to take them with you.
0: And you don't have to justify what you're doing.
1: Here's the thing. You owe no one an apology for anything that is you. As a human being, you have the right to be you. And you don't need to apologize for that. And when you go into challenging times, you'll find, depending on where you are in your process, that at some point, you will pick the people who will walk this journey with you. And the others will just fall into their own path. And, and it doesn't have hard. to be... It's, it's hard, it's, it's hard when nothing people wrong leave. With it's hard when people leave. But what I'm ta- I'm not talking about people leaving you. I'm talking about you walking your path along with the people who will walk beside you Mm -hmm. and give you the support you need Mm -hmm. in other people who are not able to, it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they're wrong. They're not wrong. They're doing the best that they can, Mm -hmm. but this is tough stuff. So it's perfectly fine to, you know, Look at your tribe and know who you can count on for what. Who's going to walk beside you in what situations. And it's not that you're leaving people or they're leaving you. It's that you're being selective about Mm self-care. So the friend that has been a friend of yours your whole life and is very dear to you and may not like the fact that you're putting some boundaries up, what you do for that person is be with them when you can, interact with them when when you can and when you want to, but don't ask them to support you in what you need if you know they can't give it to you because you're putting yourself in a situation then.
0: It's almost impossible. Yeah.
1: Right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to lose people from your life, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean relationships don't change. Mm -hmm. They do change, and it's okay. But right now, when... Your caregiving for a child the only thing that matters is you your co-parent the people closest to you in your life that's what matters the most that's where you're gonna get support in your grief because as you work through your grief you become healed mm-hmm. little bits at a time tell you in my situation there were days When I could not move from the couch, there were days when I was not suicidal, but I just thought, what's the point? Mm. And they, I had, and here's the other thing I would really, really suggest you make yourself aware of. Little miracles happen every single day. I had so many little miracles that I have a 10-page Word document. Wow. I will give you an example. We had planted a trumpet vine in the back of our shed by our pool. We had it for years. The vine went crazy. It was growing through the shed, but not one flower. And we asked several landscapers. <laughs> and every time we went to, you know, buy plants and flowers, we'd ask. And people would say, well, you know, sooner or later, blah, blah, blah. The day after he died, I was in that area of the property. And I looked up, and I saw color. And there were two trumpet flowers on that vine side by side and i walked over there and there was one on the ground dead and when those other two were gone it never flowered again wow be aware of the little things that come to you the more you can and if you if you see them write them down because they will help you they are little messages mm-hmm. and I can name several others, but that those things helped me heal. They helped me heal. And so I was able to find my way to not just survive, but thrive and recreate my life. And so you're all supporting your children and loving your children and being with them and being positive for them and caring for them and helping them along with this process. And, and Jackie, I know this is true for you because we've discussed it. Along the way, there's all kinds of little moments to embrace, hang on to. And when you build those all together, they get bigger and bigger. And that helps to heal.
0: And it. Two, two points. What you just said it completely rings true because um, I was really lucky to be gifted a one line a day mom's journal. And basically mm. every night before I go to bed, mm-hmm. I write a couple lines of what happened that day. And, you know, the they're pretty, they're pretty, you know. Not really eventful, but um, mm-hmm. specifically one of the things I really have been writing pretty much every night is any new words that my son has been saying. Oh. So I can really document and see the progression, mm-hmm. you know, yes. today or yesterday he said, help me, which was amazing because oh. we've been working on that for like two months. Oh. So that was a wonderful miracle. And to that point too, when we were stuck in the hospital during diagnosis, I remember getting so excited that they had chocolate ice cream. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like yes. that in the world of disaster, I was like, yay,
1: <laughs> they have ice cream. Yeah. Multiple emotions to be present at one time. You can be very happy and sad at the same time about something else, as you just pointed out. Mm-hmm. They have chocolate ice cream. son's mm-hmm. got cancer. Mm-hmm. They have chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. Those are little gifts. And you know, the other thing is you mentioned writing, Jackie. Writing is so cathartic. And a lot of people think, Well, I don't know how to journal, I don't wanna it doesn't matter. There's a process, a physiological process that if you take a pen to paper and I guess I'm aging myself, but if you put your fingers on a keyboard, I guess to that Mm -hmm. Mm also. But but the physical the physical motion, if you if you put a pen on a piece of paper And just sit still. You will start to write because your inner voice will come out. You don't have to know what you want to journal. You don't have to have perfect language or or or, um, grammar or anything else. You just let what's inside come out. Now, some people they're just not interested in that. That's okay. You'll Mm -hmm. you'll find a different way.
0: Could be through art. Could be through singing. Could be singing absolutely. mm -hmm.
1: Any creative expression that's where spirit lives, creative expression. Mm -hmm. That's new type Praying out loud. Praying out Mm -hmm. loud, exactly. Mm -hmm. Praying with other people. Mm -hmm. It's all about self care. And I know even you know, mothers that don't have sick children, they just don't feel that they can put themselves first. But We must put ourselves first for all the people we love in our lives. Well or ill. Because that means we're the best we can be and we can give the best of ourselves in a very healthy, loving way without building resentment. And that's the other thing I wanted to just mention. Please be compassionate with yourself when you have days, you know, that everything is just not going well. And you might snap at your child, just like you would to a child that's not sick. Mm-hmm. Or you, please, please give yourself a hug. Ask somebody else to hug you.
0: And give yourself some grace and realize Absolutely. that you're human. You're not superhuman.
1: That's right. You're doing the well, you best mean, that you can. I, I want to. Uh, Jackie, you mentioned the, the the group that you were part of that um, coaching group for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we had done some individual coaching, but but um, that first workshop was—I um, want to share the title with you. Go right ahead. I think it's important. Right um, the title was "Today's Superwoman: What to Do When Your Cape Is at the Cleaners." And all of you moms that are listening right now, and dads that are listening, please, when your cape is at the cleaners, just take a breath. Take the moment to share love with yourself, with each other, with your children. And you don't need the cape. You don't have to be doing a gazillion things at one time. This is a very important time in your lives. Very important time. And the more you can spend time together, the more you can spend time communicating, the more you can spend time loving each other. And put the cape down. If something falls to the cracks, if something doesn't get done, so what? What's the worst thing that could happen if there's a sink full of dishes? What's the worst thing that can happen if you order food out because you just don't have the energy to cook it? What's the worst thing that can happen if you have a bad day and you slip and say something you wish you hadn't? What's the worst thing that can happen? Being angry at yourself. Taking it out in yourself. If words come out that you don't intend and you feel badly about it, all you need to do is apologize if it's required. Let yourself off the hook. It's the biggest gift you can give yourself, your child, and your family and friends.
0: Yeah. And being able to fill up your own cup first and yes. then being able to help others is way yes. easier said than done because for the Absolutely. past two weeks, for the past three weeks, I've been trying to wake up before Ollie wakes up, but that's uh, not, working. Uh, not so working. So it's not working. And so and you can't control it. I can't get con- up when
1: he wakes up.
0: <laughs> well, also, I've been going to bed too late, but, uh. but it's also because I want quality time with my husband. So, you know, it's that delicate dance, and even today, you know, I said to myself, You know what? I'm gonna sleep in, I, and I, I just made it a point and I said, I'm gonna deal with the consequences, but yeah. and it was okay, and I needed that because this was a really emotional week for me, you know.
1: Yes, Jackie, but here's the thing this is really important what you just said you took responsibility for your decision, you see, and that makes all the difference in the world. We could lay in bed and say, Oh, I want to sleep. I really need to sleep. I just want to sleep and not take care of that issue for ourselves and get up and be resentful all day long. Mm. But when we own our stuff and then we have choices. So if you're in the bed and you want to sleep and all you're doing is chastising yourself because you have to do something. You would rather not do right now, you'd rather sleep. Well, how well do you think you're going to do that thing? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be resentful. Right. Take, it doesn't take very long to take care of yourself if you're mindful of it and if you practice and practice and practice. But be kind to yourself above all else.
0: And that honestly, Maureen, being kind to yourself is so hard, at least it was for me. And I have mentioned Mm -hmm. this on the podcast before when I Mm -hmm. interviewed Danielle, the esthetician, Mm -hmm. um, because I was not able to be kind to myself Mm -hmm. until she provided me a really nice facial and she was Mm -hmm. kind to me. So it's a funny dance, but it's it was a very loud message that was in my head. And I had Mm -hmm. to receive some love outside of, you know, my family and my husband Mm -hmm. from some person that I haven't talked to in over 10 Mm -hmm. years. And, and for whatever reason, it just clicked.
1: And, you know, there's a saying that says the teacher comes when the student's ready. We have all kinds of teachers that come into our lives. And in that situation, Jackie, she was a teacher for you. Embrace I'm so grateful, grateful for her. that. Embrace <laughs> the lesson. And, and that gratefulness is another thing. If you can start every day, because no matter how hard the day might be, no matter what is going on, there's always at least one thing to be grateful for. You wake up in the morning, you're breathing. Mm. That's something to be grateful for. You can get out of bed without having to use a walker or a cane or Mm -hmm. some other device. You, You can choose how you want to begin your day. You can choose your intention for the day. You are able to care for your children. There are so many things that we can be grateful for. And you know what? And now with neuroscience, there's so much we know about the mind. But when you're in a grateful state of mind, nothing else can seep in. You can be having the worst day in the world. Try it. Play with it. And just sit back and ask yourself, what am I grateful for today? And you'll notice that for a moment, you have some peace. Just even for a moment, just find something to be grateful. And again, it's really hard when you're
0: in that crisis mode and please, you know, listeners take, again, take this, whatever is going to, you know, awaken your spirit and, Mm -hmm. and take, take whatever we're talking about, you know, what's going to be right for you. Because again, in that crisis mode, if someone told me to be grateful, I'd be like, get out of town. Like I wasn't ready to receive that. So again, like, you know, yourself, you know, where you are in this whole process of grief. And when it's, when you're ready, you know, to step into that, or maybe you don't want to step into that, like, again, Mm -hmm. try out different things. Like Maureen
1: said, um, play with, play with it
0: Mm -hmm. and don't judge yourself for it. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And and it's not intended to to diminish your experience at all. There's nothing that's gonna diminish that. And nobody can tell you, oh come on, just get over it. Oh come on, you know, just go out and do something fun. No. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of little things that we can do for ourselves that just become you know, I, I I tell my clients all the time, you know, have your little toolbox. And and when you learn different ways to do things like some of the stuff that's been shared tonight some of it you might just go, oh, God, that's not for me. Okay, maybe it's not. But do you really know unless you give it a shot? It might help you, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But give yourself the benefit of just keeping it in the back of your mind someplace. Maybe someday you'll need it, and maybe you won't. But it's all about just learning how to help yourself through your own suffering.
0: And that circles right back to the five love languages yes, and being able to understand what you Mm -hmm. want to receive, how you want to receive love
1: and Um, what you don't want.
0: Exactly. And that has been, it's just been so helpful because again, it's not a guessing game. It's, it's something that's very clear, clear communication that mm-hmm. I can tell my family members. I actually was speaking with a friend over um, Instagram chat today mm-hmm. um, and I was really clear and I said, this is what I need from you. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. very close with her. We talk mm-hmm. maybe, you know, a couple, couple times like once a month, but um, being able to just say to her, you know, I need this from you in this moment. Um, was very helpful because she turned it right around and said, thank you for for being so clear with me on how I can Mm -hmm. help you. Mm -hmm. So again, it really, it's weird when you step into it the first time, because you almost feel like it's invasive over somebody else, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're almost telling them what to do. But in a way, it is a service. You're providing them a service because you're being super clear with what you want.
1: If we we look at, the acts of service is a la- love language, right? If you have, if you are a person who likes to be loved through acts of service, meaning that you know you might really appreciate, right? I mean, it says this on the chart. Even let's just mm-hmm. use this one to make it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want somebody to communicate with you. By letting them know that you know they want to help you to 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 do something for you maybe that you know that just takes some pressure off of you. Right. You want them so, to know that maybe they can make you breakfast or dinner or do do a chore unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. You know you're looking. Um, you, you what you want to tell them to do is you know avoid looking. Um. Um, I'm sorry, avoid not following up when they say they're going to follow up. They're going to follow. If, you, if they say they're going to do something, you're the kind of person who needs it to see it done. You know, if they if they say they're not going to and then they don't over and over again, you're not going to feel loved. Right. And then they can do the same with you, too. But in this situation where you're a mother or a father with a sick child, let people know your love language. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I think fabulous tool for this.
0: It really is powerful because many times people want to provide love to others in the way that they like to receive love. So yes, if you absolutely. if you are I'm a words of affirmation person. So. I love when I hear, you know, I'm really appreciative of something that you did or, mm-hmm. um, thanks. You know, the way that you said that made me feel this way. That fills my heart up. Hearing from listeners, uh, Maureen, I've been so blessed to hear from moms and dads all over the world mm-hmm. so far. And this it's is only so episode wonderful. number nine. Wow. And it's been, it's been so wonderful because it really does fill up my heart to hear that. But yet mm-hmm. I like to provide love to others through words of affirmation. Yes. So, so again, just being aware of it, um, you know, it's been really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, so Maureen, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on to the all mama care podcast and, and really take the time to talk about these super important things that kind of get lost in the wayside with the whole crisis of diagnosis and then trying to live, you know, life through, Mm -hmm trauma it's hard Mm, and many times you know when you go to counselors or you go to support groups a lot of this stuff kind of gets left out and it's not really a focal point
1: yeah it really does and again you know for some people they may love support groups it didn't work for me Mm -hmm. i needed a different way um and i found my way but jackie Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. I truly, I believe I said it at the top, and I'll say it again. It's just an honor to be able to serve people um, in, in any capacity, and especially with something like this. Uh, my my heart is with all of you who are listening. Um, I I pray every day for, for people like you um, and everybody who needs healing it's, it's such a gift to be able to do. And I really appreciate it. And um, I hope that somebody took something away from this that will help them.
0: Thank you so much, Maureen. And it's funny that you just said that because I was just listening to a podcast. Um, uh, Lewis House was interviewing Cleo Wade, and she's, mm-hmm. she's an artist and an author. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she was talking about how healing people heal people so when mm-hmm. you're trying to heal your own heart in a way you're Absolutely. healing others hearts. And that's what I hope I'm doing on this podcast because it's healing my heart just talking with you, but I hope that is, I hope that oh, it, it goes forward. And so even what you said, you went through a tough time and, and you're paying it forward because you helped me.
1: So mm-hmm. I just want you to know
0: that I really do yeah. appreciate you. Aww.
1: And, right back at you thank you Right back at you 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 are gifted in this kind of work jackie and i honor you for taking the time to share this with the community because this is what we need to be doing for each other in in life in general and it's hard to find these days so um i wish all the best on all of you everyone who's listening and you are in my prayers
0: Thank you. So I'm so happy that my communications major from college is paying off now. This is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> um so Maureen, really quick, if people have questions for you uh, maybe, you know, about something that you talked about, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Oh, please do. Um you can reach out to me on email, um which is M dot L E T E N D R E at InDemandCoaching.com or you're welcome to call me as well um, at 978-618-2628. All right.
0: Fabulous. So I'll post that in the show notes and that way people, you know, can get connected to you. And Mm -hmm. also, you know, to all these listeners, you guys can always contact me, um, through the all mama care Facebook page or on the Instagram. And I will be posting the, um, poster of the five love languages as well as the link for the quiz. So, um, you know, take the quiz, challenge yourself. I challenge you go ahead, Mm -hmm. you know, do it yourself send it to one friend or, you know, your spouse, um, and kind of make a game of it. And, um, I'm curious, you know, to hear from you guys, whether you took the quiz or not, um, you know, give it a couple weeks, see if it really does change, uh, the way that you like to receive love and the way that you give love to others. So thank you so much, Maureen. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks so much for, you know, really being able to step into things that are really personal. You shared a really personal story with us. And I I really do appreciate that um, because I think many times when I interview professionals, it's hard to break down that fourth wall of mm. being able to really share your heart fully. And I really, really appreciate you and, and the way that well, you spoke you, tonight. So thank you.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs>
0: Head on over to Amazon to check out Maureen's book, Today's Superwoman, What to Do When Your Cape is at the Cleaners, A Woman's Guide to Self-Discovery and Empowerment. Next week, I sit down with Jenny, our early intervention provider. We unpack what early intervention is and how children, ages zero to three can receive speech, physical and occupational therapy, and art and music therapy, and so much more to enhance their learning in the first few years of life. We talk about how wonderful having services such as this has been, and it has not only helped my son through the most critical time in his treatment, but also helped our family unit as a whole.